Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 405. Today is Sunday, June 10th, 2018, and my name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Kurt. And folks, please help out the podcast by subscribing, writing a review, or sharing links on Twitter and Facebook. All right, so guys, in tonight's show, we'll discuss the Braves' offensive struggles. We'll look into the future on the starting rotation, and we'll get into some of the Braves' newest draft picks. But first, a quick break. So let's talk about the offense and we'll start with month by month. So in April, the Braves offense slashed 261, 333, 429. They scored 124 runs in 24 games. In May, the offense slashed 259, 331, 417, essentially the same, scored 131 runs in 29 games. Now, through eight games in June, so not counting Sunday's finale in L.A., they slashed 247, 293, 421, and have scored 38 runs, or on pace to score 114 runs over 24 games. They had scored 100, you know, 10 more in 24 games in April. So I would say, right, that much of the drop-off centers around Albies, who, since the start of the Philly series, remember the couple of weeks ago, the road trip, Phillies and then Boston, mm-hmm. where things have sort of, right? So starting with the Philly series, Albies is slashing 183, 239, 268. That's 18 games. Ender, over that same period, is slashing 169, 244, 225. Yeah. Over those, yeah. That's and the over problem. those 18 games. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, Andy. go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, just one more thing. Yeah. So over those 18 games, the Braves record is nine and nine. Count the Sunday finale in L.A. They are nine and ten since the start of that Philly series. Yeah, because we don't have a productive top of the lineup. I mean, you mentioned the two players, Albies and Ender, and then Acuna was the third option. Um, Who was struggling at the, you know, before he got injured, too. Yep, yep. And uh, and Camargo struggling, like you mentioned, Flaherty struggling. I mean, they're you know, who do you put at the top of the lineup? Are you really going to put Culberson up there? Um, you know, I know Dansby had a good week, um, but I don't think you're putting him at the top of the lineup. And so the whole, you have no one to set the table with. Um, and, and, you know, the productivity of Freeman and Marcakis is not enough to carry the team when all those other guys are struggling. Well, when, right, when second base, third base, center, and left... Although Culberson's had, uh, you know, but I mean, generally, right, since Acuna, um, I mean, that's four, that's four of your eight positions yeah. are not really hitting. And shortstop, you know, I mean, Dansby, like you said, he had a good week. He had a pretty decent go of it in the two hole this weekend. Um, but Dansby's been a black hole, too, for a long time. So, yeah. 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 yeah well, and, again, and, I mean, and the, 
Sorry, go ahead, Kurt. Well, I was just going to add one little thing is that the strikeouts are way up too. Um, across the board. In, yep. Yeah. In May, they, they finished 26 in the league. Obviously we we've, we've talked about a, a good bit about, uh, their stri- their low strikeout rate. Um, they struck out 20, 213 times in 29 games in May. They've already struck out 75 times in nine games in June. They are, they've jumped up 10 spots. They're now 16th, uh, strikeout rate overall for June. So that is, that is part of the problem. Um, it's a lot of swinging and missing, which, you know, if you're not putting it, especially with these fast guys, if they're not putting the ball in play, then um, it takes away a lot of the attributes that they are providing so much on the base pass. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's the top two guys. I mean, top two guys and then maybe the bottom two guys. But um, it's the top two guys in front of Freddie, um, in front of Marquecas, who both continue to hit, um, in front of Suzuki, who continues to hit. But if you can't get the top two guys on, Freeman, I, you know, what did he hit? Three home runs this week. Were they all solo home runs? Yeah, good question. And Sunday's I think they were. finale certainly was. Maybe there was one two-run homer, but my point is, you know, it's obvious. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys in front of him. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there, you can't produce the runs, and, and one or two runs in some of these games is the difference in in winning the game. Yeah. You know, and I meant to look it up, and I, I realized I didn't, but surely the stolen bases have just, like, fallen off a cliff, right? Because Ender, well, for one thing, was stealing all the yeah. bases, and he's not getting on base. Yeah, at all. and and or and, the other, and one of the other things is they've gotten terrible on the road. Uh, you know, they started the season, they went thirteen and two with a two and a half ERA. They scored eighty eight runs and hit twenty six homers in fifteen road games to start the season. That's five point nine runs a game. Since then. Four and eight with a 477 ERA, 47 runs and 11 home runs in 12 road games. That's 3.9 runs per game. Again, losing two runs a game means you're going to lose a lot more games. Yeah. And it is insane, the inability to win in L.A. and San Diego. I mean, their record over the last number of years has just been uh, atrocious. Yeah, they haven't won a series at Petco since 2011. <laughs> That's insane. And it's the Padres. That's insane. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. I, and and you know, I mean, like if you looked at that lineup that the Padres are throwing out there, it's the worst. It's literally the worst offense in baseball. And um, I can't think of the guy's name, the third baseman who his name is like eighty-seven letters long. He was batting like one eighty, and every single time up there, he's hitting a triple or a home run against us. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, and I will say, good for Snitker for changing up the batting order, right? Because at the start of the week, he dropped Enciarte to the six and put Camargo at the two. But then Camargo did very little. Um, and Dansby took over in the second spot since the final game in San Diego, and he's done some damage there. But I, I mean, we talked about it some last week. There's not a lot of obvious pieces to put up top. Yeah, you can't configure your way around this. You know, if Ozzy is not doing well, we're sort of screwed. Unless, for, you know, unless Fulte pitches a two-hit shutout and Freeman hits a homer, you know. Our, our offense is, all of a sudden is not very dynamic. And Ender only scored two, you know, has only scored two runs uh, over, the, over the past ten games. I mean, if Ender's not scoring runs, he's not stolen a single base like you said. He's not, I mean, the, the, his defense does not balance out. The offense, like we need him if we have any thoughts of winning. 
And I mean, just, a 169 a batting average and a 244 on base over the last 18 games. Yeah. A nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Don't you think it's time for Flaherty to get some starts? I know he's been terrible, too. But, I mean, Camargo got 34 at-bats for Flaherty's seven. Uh, Camargo slashed in June, 176, 243, 382. I mean, shouldn't Flaherty get some starts? I know I was the one lobbying for Camargo the whole time. You no, know, me it, too, it, me too. That, but it feels like it's Camargo, once again, is sort of showing himself to not be a starter on the major league level. Kurt, what what, what was his on base in June? What was that slash? Uh, 243. Yeah, I mean that is just dreadful. Three he, based he, on balls. Yeah, he walked. He had walked much more in May because over the since he's taken over, right? He took over the the Sunday before the start of that road trip to Philly and Boston. That was that Sunday morning was when they let Bautista go, gave Camargo the um, the everyday third base job he's over those 19 games he has slashed 203 not a surprise his on base is 329 but that's because he walked a good bit at the end of may but he has stopped walking to your point kurt i mean he's not hitting or walking you know he's just not getting on base and the second most strikeouts for the month as well oh the eight to dansby's 11 yeah but i think dansby will stay in the two until at least um, Acuna gets back and we'll talk about Acuna's return, uh, you know, a little bit later in the show. Um, but I, I am guessing we will see Dansby continue to stay up top, uh, until further notice because it's really sort of the best option. Do you think we, how long do we let Ozzy struggle at the one? I would, I, I just think, yeah, I just think Snitker's like, he's a spark plug. And he's little, so he's got to be up at the top of the lineup. I and, really do. But who you else? Know, do, although, I mean, do you, who else do you put there? Do you? You know. Well, that's the, that's the issue. Yeah. yeah, Ender. If Ender, if Ender was tearing the cover off the ball, you'd have an argument. But Ender might be the worst hitter on the team. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Although I still put Marcakis at one. I really do. I bet it never happened. I know, but I'm saying, he he's really the best option for the one. All right, guys, next up, we're going to cover some headlines, and we'll start with Julio Tehran, who was dreadful in the first start of the San Diego series. His fastball topped out at, it was 86-87. He lasted four innings, giving up four earned and walking three. He left the game after an at-bat, and uh, the next day was placed on the DL with a right thumb contusion. So when he left... And early that morning before or the you know, early the next morning before he'd been announced that he'd been on the DL, there was a lot of yeah, he hurt his thumb during that at bat. But I don't know if you guys watched it, but he was looking at his hand and shaking his hand out before that at bat. You know, and the and the talk today is that he's gonna come back next Friday, um, when the Padres are in town, and that there's talk of you know, the DL, the rest will give him some good about his lower velocity and all that stuff, which to me means he had a bit of dead arm. And, you know, the thumb wasn't all that was going on in, in my mind. No, so I think, that, I mean, Bowman said, I think even Tehran said, came out and said, my arm has just been sore a lot lately. It just, yeah, I just I feel, yeah, well, and he, that, he's like, I just feel old. 
It was like the worst interview you would want, like one of your trade prospects <laughs> to give ever. He's like, I don't know. I guess I'm just old. My arm hurts all the time now. I've lost it. I've lost it. Right. I don't have it anymore. I mean, it wasn't that bleak, but it was certainly not positive. Wow. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's like he had that stretch where he pitched really well, and it wasn't like he was throwing it super hard. It was just like he he was keeping was, the ball low. He was pitching, you know. Yeah, and I mean, you yeah, can exactly. watch you can watch Sanchez in his start. I mean, some of those pitches, he threw a 66-mile-an-hour pitch and yeah. won at bat. So That 66-mile-an-hour pitch was amazing. Yeah, right? and I mean, you know, so it's well, – and there were pictures of, of Tehran sitting with Sanchez. Maybe he needs to sit with Sanchez again and sort of go back to taking on that philosophy where he was so good for those three or four games and get back to pitching and not maybe worry about his velocity. And maybe we shouldn't either. I mean, well, so his, back- his fastball was more effective this year with his lower velocity than it has been in his two previous seasons. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, bats, uh, strikeout rate and sort of his ability to get people out. It's not his fastball. That's the problem. He's actually been throwing it better. These pat than he has, in a, you know, well, it's, it's yeah, it's his location and his perennial problem of giving up too many home runs. Yeah, yeah. So we see Tehran struggle this week. In that same game, Gohara comes on to relieve him. He gets torched. Ugh. Now it was the it was the he's returned from bereavement list, um, you know, and the long sort of you know trouble getting back to um, to trouble getting back into the country and all that stuff. But he looked very rusty. McCarthy got knocked around in L.A. Anibal Sanchez looked really good again in his last start. Um, We got the announcement that Mike Soroka will come off the DL and pitch this coming Wednesday against the Mets. So, Kurt, what do you think? So a couple weeks before the trade deadline in a month, what do you think the rotation is? Uh, God, it's, it's so hard with all these moving pieces. I mean, I cannot imagine Brandon McCarthy is long for the world as a starter, maybe even as a brave. Um, it's, it's gotten now where it's almost every other start is, is a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, here are his last seven earned runs, eight, six, one, one. So, right. He had those two dreadful games, eight and six, then two one earned run games, then a five, then a two, and then this LA weekend, the four. Yeah, it's really, yeah, not a lot of consistency. Um, so I, you obviously hope that Soroka could come back and and get it together. Gohara gave up runs again, or at least a run again on Sunday. I don't know that, has he had an appearance where since he's been back that he hasn't given up runs? No, I mean, Doesn't it's been those like two it. appearances. It was the first guy he faced in Sunday's game he gives up a homer. Right, so... I don't know what they're sort of projecting for him. Um, Sanchez looked great. So you assume that maybe he's the veteran presence, but I just, we sort of talked about it before. I don't know how you can propose that you're going to win as many games as you want to win. If you potentially have two rookies, two second year guys and Julio or who I, you know, I, I just don't know where they're, how they're going to cobble this all together. And I just, we talked about it last show. I don't know that they are in the position where they should go out and get a, no. spend a bunch of re- assets on going out and getting a, a number one or even a number two to 
anchor this starting we have, too, rotation. we have too many holes in the boat as it is. We just talked about them all. We can't. I mean, it's not going to be the thing that makes a difference. You know, some top line starter. So, so well. I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think we have a pretty good. But so you didn't name a. I don't know if you named your five, Curtis, but I've got Fulte, Newcomb, Tehran, Soroka, Sanchez. That's our starting rotation. I, I don't think it's Freed. Um, I don't obviously. I don't think it's Gohara. Um, yeah, Freed got hammered in his last. Start yeah, he did in Gwinnett. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's who I think it is. But I don't think we, I just. Uh, I know we're going to talk about Austin Riley in third base in a bit. I don't. Um, I just don't think we're in a place where giving up. You know what we would have to give up to get a Mustakis or a top line starter um, is worth it in the long run. I don't think we're ready. I don't think we'd be able to take advantage of it. Well, Steve, you last week you were a little more willing to give up somebody like Tukey or somebody like that to bring in Cole Hamels or some player like that. You still think that that's a possibility that's floating out there? Well, I don't know if it's a possibility. I think, but well, I, I mean, would, that's something yeah. that you would you it, would. It is something that I would do. I mean, look, I think so, Ham, I had the same five, but only because it it will still be a couple weeks before the trade deadline. I think they desperately would like to move Tehran, right? So they'll probably be pitching him to the end, crossing their fingers every start that he looks better after this, you know, 10-day DL stint. I just get the feeling now that we're in June that Gohara may just not be ready for a couple more months. Yeah. It's just been too weird an off season and too weird a start to this season. I still think Gohara could be great, but I don't know that we're going to see that this year. Do you think Julio um, do you think Julio is gone by the trade deadline? If if he pitches halfway decently, I do. I do. And Kurt, I agree with you as well that I think that of the two like old guy veterans Sanchez looks like the more um consistent. Now we haven't seen as many starts from him. But I wouldn't be surprised if you if Sanchez stays in the in the starting rotation and McCarthy goes to the bullpen. Yeah, I mean you're rolling the dice with both of those guys. You just see more from McCarthy, but right. um, you know Sanchez could certainly go south uh, very quickly. But so I mean, would you be pissed if we didn't get you know if we got rid of Tehran and didn't get like a a comparable starter or something? I mean, would you just be glad to be rid of Tehran? Like, do you think he'll fetch? So do you think it's, you, you know, would you drive a hard bargain with Tehran? Or if you're like, you know what, if someone's willing to pick him up, I would unload him for, you know, prospects. I just think if they get something of worth that it not even MLB ready, I think it is kind of worth it. We, My God, we've seen enough of Tehran mm. to know that the good stretches don't last. Yeah, I, I just I, I wonder. I mean, obviously, he's it's selling very low right now, but I wonder what he could even. It's just it over the years. He's his. I don't remember a pitcher being as frustrating as Julio <laughs> Tehran. It's, it's so been. true. It's so. I true. mean, we've seen so many of these guys that have come through, and you know, it's obviously it's it's they've disappointed us because they fell apart so quick with like Mike Miner and guys like that that just had flashes and it never got a Whistler um, or guys like uh, Medlin Jurgens. who yeah, I think of Jurgens. Whistler had right. a one, hit, one hitter Jurgens. today. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. And Medlin, how brilliant he was that one season. And then his arm just fell apart who just retired sadly um, that he never got to 
cash in on that great season that he had. Um, so so qu- quickly on that, Dob had Medlin on on his podcast, and it's a very good interview. It's good. It's it's really worth your time. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, because because Tehran's been around for so long, and we've seen starts and stretches where he's just amazing. Where he's brilliant. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. So so Ham, staying with third base, you, you talked about Mustakas or that kind of thing. So Austin Riley was placed on the ten day DL a couple of days ago with a knee sprain, and he's likely going to miss weeks. So I think it's safe to say that Austin Riley is not going to be the answer at third base. This year, I mean, that that's, you know, missing three weeks is not really the recipe for, hey, he's going to be the the answer. So, Ham, you uh, my question to you was going to be, are you going to be unhappy if the Braves don't trade for an offensive upgrade at third? It sounds like the answer is no. I don't know. I feel, we're, I feel like we're still on the the this side of the rebuild, right? We're we're not ready to start cashing chips in to. I think I still think uh, yeah I think we have too many holes in the offense that so this is not sustainable and I think over the course of the season I'm worried the Braves won't make the playoffs uh, and I don't think by investing in a third baseman or renting a third baseman or renting a frontline starter is an, is going to make enough difference. So let me remind you that we were all in the NLCS last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, t- two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. No, it was last it was, week. It was last week. Last week was the end of the national series. Sam, you should you should pay attention. To <laughs> no, but this <laughs> no, but we were, were maybe all like, totally. We could get to the NLCS. Uh, I don't know. We can't beat the Astros. Well, I think Kurt and I near the, the Kurt and I near the end of that, and we got some flack on Twitter about this. We're a little bit more pessimistic about said it was sort of fool's gold, right? <laughs> um, all those two out runs, all those sort of clutch runs. Which we got none of this week, right? Well, uh, you know, we 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 had whatever it was to start the season. How we hadn't lost a series, we had won or tied basically every series until maybe we lost that we got swept by the Giants. The last six series for the Braves: loss, loss, tie, win, loss, loss. They're definitely trending down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So uh, I will be very unhappy if they do not try to upgrade third. Camargo had all those peripherals and it looked like he was going to break out, looked like he was going to break out, and he's only getting worse. Um, I don't believe that Flaherty is the answer either. I think if I think that with two months to go in the season, you're not going to give up that much for a rental. And I think you have to do it. It just could spark the offense. So is it Mustakas? You think? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. You know who they should trade for? Joey Bats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they got rid of Joey Bats, and then that Phillies Boston week started. That's true. Yeah. Just saying. Ham, it's all your fault. <laughs> all right. Well, so Steve, last... sorry, sorry. Wait a minute. One, yeah, one quick question. Who do you want them to get? Yeah. If it's not Mustakas, is it if, mm-hmm. if even him? Uh, Mustakas, I think, is probably the best, safest bet. So, what would you give up? Freed. Uh, yeah, Blair. maybe. Yeah, I <laughs> Blair <laughs> Whistler. I'd give up Whistler for him. Yeah. yeah, I would look. I would give up a you know a fifteen to you know in the fifteen to twenty prospect range for Mustakis. 
Steve was also the guy saying last week that there were hardly any difference between Camargo. And I know you're right, but Camargo is trending down. I want a more steady bat. My God. He's or not getting on base. Yeah, exactly. All right. So some good news in our last headline, which is that Ronald Acuna started back doing baseball activities this week and could return as early as the Padres series at the end of next week. So, Kurt, Acuna is back. Who are the first two batters in the lineup when he returns? I think it's he and Ozzy. I, it, when when that first came up and they were so dynamic at the top of the lineup, um, and it seemed like they were scoring 15 runs every single game, um, I think that's they'll instantly be plugged right back in there, and hopefully it recharges the whole team. You know, there's some excitement that comes with it, and he gets back to where he was right when he came up. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think there's any other option right now. Yeah, I imagine that's the case, too, unless Dansby goes crazy, crazy in the, you know, in the Mets series and Albies goes 0 for 8. You know, maybe Dansby's in the one and Acuna's in the two. But but that said, I think it's going to be Albies Acuna to start it. You don't put Acuna. I mean, I I agree with you guys. You don't see. Do you see a, a chance that maybe Acuna goes five or, you know, and you it's Ozzy Dansby? Freddie Marcakis Acuna. I just think Snitker is going to want to recapture that magic, and he's going to put those guys back up top. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I and it, I would think feel the, most ca- the catchers. The catchers are sort of our fifth hole hitter right now, so seems like he would go behind one of them. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I guess it depends, right? Um, yeah. God, Ozzy, Ozzy needs to turn it around. Really, really I mean, does. Yeah. And it's always been our, as goes one play, as goes Freddie, so goes the Braves. But even with Freddie at his best, we can't, we can't compete without Ozzy. Yep. All right, guys, let's move on to this week's draft. And we'll focus on the first 10 rounds in that, um, who did the Braves get, right? The Braves had, have nine new members through the first 10 rounds because we had to forfeit the third round pick because of copy and heart. Thanks, copy. And that whole... Uh, debacle. You know, I want to start referring to it always as copy and heart because heart got off way too easy in that whole thing. (laughs) My God. All right. So of those nine, five were pitchers and four were position players. Uh, The Braves first pick right-handed pitcher, Carter Stewart, a high schooler was the only high schooler in that top 10. Uh, The talking chop guys wrote up Carter Stewart, referring to him as the highest upside pitcher in the entire draft who can hit 98 and has an absurdly good good curveball. So, Ham, let, let's talk about the next two picks. And why don't you take number two? Um, who did the Braves take next? So they took a, a bat at a college bat. Um, so they took uh, Grayson Janista, uh, who's a first baseman outfielder, a uh, big left-handed six-foot. He's a Freddie. He's like a Freddie prototype uh six foot four um can play outfield he's probably projecting as a right fielder um and uh and is pretty versatile pretty athletic some raw power he his power dropped off a little bit in his junior year uh but he's fast 55 runner 60 arms so um i i'm excited i you know i know all the pitching the high school pitching prospects are always so appealing but i always get more excited about the college bats. I think they just have the potential to produce 
more and more quickly. So, um, you know, I know that Marcakis will probably be gone at the end of the season. We have Peterson, but maybe maybe uh, Janista here is another one to throw his hat, his name in the hat for uh, our right fielder of the future. So I like it. I like that pick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked it, too. Well, and is it a, I mean, it's also a possibility they've got to start thinking about Freddie's replacement at some point. So, I mean, it could be three, four or five years before this kid is major league ready. And yeah. at that point, Freddie's sort of at the end of his career or at the end of his contract. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, it's, I mean, so I think it's it's good upside. It's definitely a valuable piece. All right, Curtis, who was next? Not the third round pick, but the fourth round pick. <laughs> right. I'll take, I'll take the third round pick. Uh, yeah. Um, it was a pitcher that they had initially actually tried to sign um, a few years ago and had rated very highly, but he was fully committed to going to Stanford. And so they ended up instead taking one Mike Soroka. It's really um, an amazing story. Yeah. So they had this guy uh, projected to, obviously, they were going to take him ahead of Mike Soroka and we know where Soroka is in his career right now. So, uh, but he wanted to go to Stanford, um, and, uh, they ended up getting him with the 112th pick. Now major league baseball had him projected as a 35th ranked player. Baseball America had him ranked as 31st player. So basically his sophomore year at Stanford, he had a back injury that was related to lifting weights. It didn't have anything to do with, um, pitching, which is why the Braves were so excited that he dropped to them. He came back and had a pretty uh, strong season this year. Um, and as we know with Colby Allard, they're willing to take chances on guys who have hurt their back, and sometimes that can turn out pretty well. So um, he's also a big kid, 6'4", 190. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, his velocity is not his thing. His fastball is like 91, 92. He's got a big changeup and a curveball that they think they can work on. But he does have uh, a very high uh, upside. They think he's one of the best um, college pitchers that was available in the draft. So um, it's amazing how circuitous it went around that they ended up with him anyway. And frankly, they thought he was going to be in, gone after the third round, which, of course, you just mentioned they didn't have a pick. So they were thrilled uh, that he was still sitting there in the fourth round. He is a little old. He's 22 years old. So that's a concern. But, um, you know, maybe he comes up as a middle long reliever or something like that. And then they work him into a starter, something along those lines. But, yeah, it's it's an exciting pick. I mean, I know that all the people that sort of review this stuff were very excited that they were able to pull back in the fourth round. Very good. Well, yeah. so, folks, for for much more information, you know, go to places like Baseball America. Talking Chop did a great job writing up the whole draft. There's a lot of a uh, lot more good info out there. Just one highlight uh, in the eighth round, they got A.J. Graffinino, Tony Graffinino's son, another college player. So I know he's a shortstop, right? Yeah, sure. I think he, he had moved to second or they're projecting to move to second because he had an injury or something. But, yeah. Um, he had a hamstring injury, so he played a lot of second. But yes, he's his son or his dad. You know, just yeah, a utility cool. infield. So that's cool. That's cool. A little nostalgic. All right, guys. Next up is Shot in the Dark. But first, a quick break. All right, Shot in the Dark. Our crazy predictions for the week that just concluded, and we'll begin with uh, reviewing our two listener Shot in the Dark submissions. First up, Doc Herbert predicted that Ozzy would hit two triples and two home runs during the West Coast trip. Albies hit three doubles in the San Diego series, his three hits in that series. He went over in the first two Dodgers games and then finished the week in the finale in L.A. 
with a homer. So thanks, Doc, but not quite. All right, and for our second listener pick, Lincoln Duff predicted that the Braves would score more off Alex Wood in the Dodgers series than the Padres would score off all the Braves starters combined. Poo-poo! Yeah, the Braves tagged Wood for two earned runs, while the Braves starters gave up six, four at the hands of Tehran, two at Fulte. So thanks, Lincoln. All right, so let's see how the three of us did. So, Ham, you predicted, <clears throat> excuse me, that Dansby would hit 330 two homers and two doubles. And, you know, heading into Sunday's finale, uh, Dansby was batting 333, but he did go over in that final game. So he ended up hitting 280 with two doubles and one homer. So close, Ham, and not quite. Um, Curtis, you predicted that Freeman would extend his hit streak the entire week on the West Coast and hit at least two homers. So he lost his first he lost the streak in the first game in San Diego. So thank you, Kurt. Which I said immediately after the show, I said, watch, he will go hitless in the first game. He did hit three homers and he did have one hit in at least or he had at least one hit in all the other games this week. But yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. (laughs) So I predicted that Dansby would hit at least five extra base hits. He had two doubles and a homer. So no winners for us through the first two weeks of June. Let's see if we can turn that around. Hammy, what do you got for this coming week? Hammy. Ham's dog is barking. He, he always barks shut in the dark. He does. Yeah, he does love this segment. <laughs> he does. And, and he's a she. He came out last week. Um, Mark Hakus, uh, two homers, two doubles. All right. All right. Curtis, yes. what do you got? Um, I got that Ham's dog comes out. <laughs> This week, she's actually always been a she. I just yeah, that's to, true. Yeah, uh, I have that Fulty. Fulty has two starts this week. At least uh, ESPN is telling me that he has two starts this week. Uh, he goes two and zero, oh, gives up four earned over the two or less, and strikes up twenty combined over the two starts. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. All right, I'm predicting that the Braves score at least four times as many runs as the Mets do over the short two game series this coming week. All right, folks, remember, you get to play, too, each week. So don't forget to get your shot in the dark in before first pitch on Tuesday via Twitter. And if we pick yours, we'll discuss it on next week's show. And you could win an ABT koozie if you hit it exactly. All right, so, guys, let's talk about the week ahead. we got six games this week, all at home, two with the Mets, four with the Padres. And let's take a look at the pitching matchup. So first, the Mets series. Fulte faces Jason Vargas and his 771. If you remember, Vargas last faced the Braves when his ERA was over 10, and he shut out the team over five innings. He has pitched once more since then and gave up two earned over five as well. Uh, Next up, Mike Soroka makes his return from the DL. He faces Zach Wheeler and his 457. Next up, the four-game Padres series. Brandon McCarthy's Brandon McCarthy starts things off. He faces Tyson Ross in his 342. The Braves did not face Tyson Ross in San Diego. Next up, Julio Tehran is supposed to return from the DL, and he will face off against Clayton Richard in his 440. Clayton Richard went seven and gave up three this past week against the Braves. In game three, Sean Newcomb will face Jordan Lyles in his 470. Lyles was the pitcher in San Diego that the Braves torched for eight runs on the way to the 14-1 victory. 
And then Fulty faces a pitcher who has not yet been named. So, you know, another on paper week where the Braves should be able to do some stuff. Hammy, what do you think the Braves will do over these six games? Uh, I think they go three and three. They split both series. All right. Curtis? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I am going five and one. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think they bounce back this week. They sweep the Mets and win three of four from San Diego. Steve, yeah, I'm going. Same thing. Well, no, I'm going four and two. I have them sweeping the Mets and then splitting the San Diego series. But yes, a turnaround for sure. The offense is going to wake up some. And um, yeah, things are going to get better. Certainly nice to get Mike Soroka back in the mix. Um, Maybe we see Acuna this weekend as well. That would be pretty exciting. I mean, I just think that, uh, you know, um, reinforcements are on the way. And it is time. We need them. Yep. All right, folks, that is the show. Remember, you can find us at Blog Talk Radio, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spreaker. And as always, you can find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com to access our past shows and to post in our comments section. And be sure always to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening and go brave. Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. Had to make peace with my enemies, accept the power greater than my... Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.